Good morning, Richard, and good morning, everyone. Good morning, Smashy Business, day two, Web Summit Qatar 2024. I feel like we're on an adrenaline rush, Richard. Yeah. There's so much going on, so many panels, so many things to do. There's not even enough time. There's not enough time. No. No, no yesterday was jam-packed, wasn't it? And when we're publishing a lot of content and when we're also trying to represent what's happening and then trying to get a flavor of it and you know yesterday was our first day so we've a better sense of it now we knew where to go we knew where the booth was we know where the media area is but what was your impression of day one of them my impression was that none of the publications are here i didn't see anyone from the local publications i think we've been doing a great job just a little dig, <laughs> a little dig at them richard it's I, met, I met the guy mohammed bitar from this is qatar he's doing he's a young entrepreneur he's doing a good job here Doha yeah. news are quite uh, prevalent at, at the other areas but and there was the media area is busy uh, there was people from Forbes and from other publications as yeah. well did you see any from Dubai though I didn't see any from Abby Dubai. from uh, oh from entrepreneur yeah that's true Abby was here Abby is great though let's let's not yeah yeah I didn't didn't see that many you know what I was commenting on the way in this morning I heard a lot of Irish accents and I think it's uh, quite interesting right like the Web Summit is from Dublin, Dublin, guys. Yeah, just a quick yeah, reminder. Yeah, and, and I mean like Irish accents on yeah. like ushering people and helping people and assisting people yeah. and at the welcome registration areas, not Irish accents as entrepreneurs who are yeah. looking to enter the Middle East. And what's interesting is even though the Web Summit is purely international now, they still employ their main database, the main uh, hundreds or thousands of people in Dublin year in year out and what they do is like they do programming all year round and if you see the Web Summit website now it's like and even the PPC Google Ads is book tickets for 2025 like it's yeah. they're, they're on conveyor belt they go from one to another and the in the middle of the main stage there's music in the background now the screen is in in April we're in Rio right? right and then so they're pushing the next one all the time are you going to the next one I'm not going to Rio but I, I will go to Qatar next year inshallah you don't have to go to Rio Richard you can just send me there no problem off you go <laughs> <laughs> off you go just don't come back just um. smash in the Spanish Hispanic lunch yeah. <laughs> exactly um, but no, you know what? We spoke to Fadi Ghandoud yesterday. Uh, Ronaldo Mshahwar was on stage speaking. We we had Queen Rania speak as well. We spoke to um, uh, Rabia from Beit uh, and Abdullah who acquired Bottom. It was a great day for us yesterday. It was excellent. And both of those latter interviews that you mentioned will be on this episode. So yes. coming up in this episode, we're obviously going to talk about the news, but we're also going to uh, let you listen to uh, Abdullah Sheikh from uh, CEO of Botum now and also uh, Rabia Tia from Bates. Rabia, I think, uh, yeah, it was a, you know, they were both really interesting um, interviews, but let's start with Fadi. Um, yeah. Fadi still got that same, uh, you know, raw, opinionated personality. He just goes up on stage and he says whatever the hell he wants to say, basically. Um, and besides her interview yesterday on stage, he said, Silicon Valley CEOs need to stop telling us here in the region what to do. He said, just stop talking, just stop. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, you know, it, it's what it's what we were trying to capture is that like the region is indigenous. There's lots of different uh, talents. And Fadi said it brilliantly on this podcast yesterday that we don't need your talents. Like we don't need, you know, we, we, we'll invest here. We don't want to do it out alone. We want to work with the glo world and globe and we yeah. want to be open for investments and for collaborations. And also... But he said, you can't just take our money. We want to be respected. Yeah. We can build and invest in our own startups. But that was the main line is we want to be respected. Totally. And But you know what, Lubna, like I think if if the region was closed-minded, then it would be protectionist. That was the word I was looking for in the show last week about 
some countries, you know, like you can you can protectionist means like you know French companies above all are made sure. in America or whatever, and that would mean like boycotting. Uh, U.S. software or global SaaS products, but we don't do that. I was I was walking around yesterday and I saw um, a company called uh, Vult. Vult. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, basically, uh, e-commerce and uh, web website management software, a bit like Wix or a bit like you know a mix of uh, Shopify and. A, Right. and uh you know uh wix or whatever so and they're egyptian startup they've been around five years they have hundred thousand users and five years ago there weren't at any of these conferences there weren't SaaS companies made in arabia SaaS, right like yeah. and it's a whole sector of it's what gets funding right whether it's in fintech or health insurance or everything's a SaaS recurring subscription software as a service and we just see more and more of them and the more the merrier yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That was the main theme, Richard, yesterday uh, at the Web Summit. Uh, Ronaldo Mshahwar, uh, co-founder of Souk, also spoke on stage and, and the same topic came up. Um, and, you know, w when we were talking to Fadi about uh, Souk, um, we mentioned that actually it was, it was off the record yesterday. But, you know, I asked him, do you think Souk uh, and Kareem made mistakes by selling out? And he said, well, everyone is saying that, but, you know, nobody was giving them the funding that they needed when they needed it, right? Um, so anyway, Ronaldo on stage uh, also said this, this region is moving fast and it's our time to shine, uh, basically in a nutshell. He said, I meet many government bodies often here and there's always this embracement like uh, there is not like, okay, let's wait. Uh, let's, you know, wait around. Uh, I think it's good for us and hopefully many startups will find this region attractive to them and they will be welcome. And he was talking about the region embracing AI. He did say, however, that we lack the data and infrastructure that's been built or established over a long time in the Western world. But because of that, because of the current fragmented systems that we still have, users may not have adopted some of the technologies. Uh, either they're too old or don't have access to them. Um, so now it's being made simpler and less expensive and they will adapt the technology faster. But he also said we can still, uh, you know, create products for those consumers who have not adapted to that technology. Mm. <clears throat> and that leads me to our second interview that we did yesterday. It's exactly what this guy did. His name is Abdullah Abu Sheikh. He's really making a name for himself. He acquired Bottom, which was just for free calls and, and uh, video. We still don't have Skype <laughs> yeah. here, you know, still. Um, turned out to be a good thing. So it's a local brand now, Bottom. It was US-based, but primarily for the UAE, basically. He's turning it into an ultra app. You can do everything from send money remittances, basically. And he's also introducing Arabic GPT uh, to help people use the app. Yeah, it's and great. that was one of the, you know, the trending speakers yesterday, the kind of topics where the moment for AI, yeah. it was also a huge area. And he, and he was on our flight on the way over uh, the Tabi CEO and founder, uh, Hussam Arab. Yeah. Uh, so he talked about building the goals uh, first fintech unicorn. There's a huge section on space, the next frontier of tech innovation. Sarah Sabri, an astronaut and founder and CEO of DSpace Initiative, spoke. Uh, there was a section on, uh, you know, I, I attended a talk. Uh, There's a lot of sort of the Supreme Legacy Committee uh, for the legacy of the World Cup. Uh, you know, Qatar is obviously doing a lot of things here and Sheikh uh, Ali Al Walid Al Thani, the CEO of Invest Qatar, uh, spoke on the back of that fund as well. So yes. Invest Qatar is doing a lot. And Amal Inan uh, from Partner at 500 Global uh, said that in India is the next is the place to invest in as well. So, but going back to what you were mentioning about 
Arabic, ChatGPT and, and AI. Like it, AI is the buzzword, right? Everything is, is looking at AI. People are investing in AI and it's great to see companies doing that as well. Yeah, definitely. But you know what? He also, he kind of went for the banks yesterday. Um, he said Emirates MBD. Well, I brought it up to be fair. And mm. you, you guys can listen to it in the interview after this. But he said Emirates MBD did a, a bad job with, remember that robot woman? What, what was she called? Liv or something like that before yeah. they introduced the sure, card. Yeah. Everyone was complaining about that. This is a guy who partnered through bots and partnered with MasterCard to give unbanked people um, debit cards and be, uh, sorry, unbanked people a way to make transactions, right? Because with Emirates MBD, you do need, I think, what is the minimum to get a debit card? Is it 5,000 that you need to have in your card? You know, a lot of people don't make enough to keep 5,000 as the minimum uh, balance in their cards. Yeah. He got 100,000 requests uh, for that and MasterCard told him that they've never gotten a, a request for that. <laughs> like, this is a guy who's looking at the region, looking at what people need, um, you know, he said, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I want to give people what they need. I want to do the boring stuff. Yeah, he did. You, that was a point that he made that, you know, let's give them what they need now. Almost like how Hassan Sheikh Mohammed does in Dubai. Like, let's give them what they need now. Like, yeah. if, if he, when you asked him about crypto, he said, well, if he feels his customers needs Web3 crypto transactions and token economy, he'll do that. But right now they need remittance payments. They need they need to be banked, right? Yeah. Like then, yeah. Yeah. But you know, he's, I mean, he's very well connected. Let's keep that in mind. It's not easy to do something like that. And it's not easy to get around the regulations. And he did mention that he got a lot of pushback yeah. from the banks. So the thing is though, like we, we spoke to another entrepreneur yesterday and they were kind of said, Hey, give us a, don't go hard on this. Like, don't say about losses and stuff like that. But Fadi did also said that, you know, people need to be responsible about fundraising and profits. And both of them did invest a lot at the start. They mm -hmm. hired a lot of big talent, mm -hmm. uh, Kareem people, like big brands from Adidas, and those people are no longer in the company, you know, and I think that can be a bit uncertain, especially, uh, you know, if, if you move a family and move them to Qatar or Dubai or Saudi, and three months later, some someone comes in from the board or from, the VC or from uh, finance and just strips out a whole department, it leaves a lot of people up in the air. And, yeah. and you know, like that, that happens, right? And I think that's happened at Bowdoin, right? We haven't really gone into it, but like I, I know people who were in big roles there from other companies that are no longer there all of a sudden. Absolutely. Did you watch that movie Up in the Air? No. It's um, it's with uh, God. I forgot his oh, name. Oh yeah, I know uh, George mean. Clooney. Sorry. Yeah. So George Clooney, yeah, and yeah. he goes around firing people, and, and that's his job basically. <laughs> um, and he does it in in such an inhumane, <laughs> yeah, yeah. robotic way. And then anyway, it's a great movie to watch. But I just mentioned it because I was wondering after all of these uh, tech layoffs, you know, that we've seen happen around the world, I was wondering if we would. Um, bump into people looking for jobs or giving out their CVs or, or whatnot at the Web Summit. And there was literally a guy outside selling some kind of machine as we were entering. I don't know if you noticed him, Richard, but he, would, he was just standing there with a sign uh, selling machine. I, I, I love that hustle, though. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really such, a, such a, an exciting, you know, uh, vibe and atmosphere here at the Web Summit. Um, one more thing that Abdullah said yesterday uh, is you should be worried for your jobs. AI is coming for your job. You mentioned that a couple of days ago at this event, AIBC, yeah. which was full of gambling booze models um, and all sorts of things. It yeah. was really exciting. But you were on a panel and you said you didn't think AI would come for content first, but it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think when Web3 was being talked about, it was 
on top of Web 2.0. So Web 2.0 is commenting, engagement, online social networks. Or I, I thought that Web 3.0 was going to be the part where we get value now on our content. Yeah. You know, the token economy on top of the uh, social networks. And it didn't really manifest in that way. And then all of a sudden now, I, I thought I didn't spend much time researching AI because I thought it was the coders and the scientists and machine learning. And machine learning for me uh, was always there, right? And I always yeah. thought like, you know, machine learning will help uh, us with streaming because it will uh, serve up content in different ways. When Netflix launched in different markets, they don't have Netflix UAE. You don't go on the top of the site and tell them what country you're in. Yeah. You don't switch channel. Yeah. You just you just jump in, and it 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 serves you off stuff based on your interest. There's already machine learning in Netflix, uh, just like algorithms and things like that. So you know the a guy uh, from Meta was interviewed from BBC yesterday on the main stage, and he said we've been doing AI for the last ten years, and yeah. uh, you know they said their big bets, Meta's big bets are AI and. The metaverse and on AI, they said we'll see little things like product little features like stickers. You'll be able to uh, ask someone, say, do a sticker of Lubna Hamdan asking someone a uh, inspiring question, so or whatever, yeah, yeah. You, know, or, or, you know, just reporting, and then that will generate the sticker for you. So they they're literally doing ChatGPT into their products and features, right? So yeah. he used the phrase of like, we want to make these functions and tools available for all our 2 billion monthly active users, yeah. right? But then on the other level, they've been, they're Lambda, I think, or the, I should have the name right, but they're, they're on the back end, they've got their own large language model that's got a name and Meta are, are relaunching that soon as well. So they've right. got the consumer feature side and then the back end side. And that's the bit where I was like, the back end stuff, I was like, I'm going to let the developers figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll just embrace these tools as they come along. But it did come earlier for content than I thought it would. I thought it would be after other sectors first, like, uh, you know, transport or health or finance. I didn't think uh, generative AI would be the first time it blows up and that everyone has a touch point uh, yeah, and it crazy. caught us by surprise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what else caught us by surprise this morning? Bitcoin um, hit a two-year high Yeah. Um, yesterday. It's on track for its biggest two-day rally this year. Um, a lot of people are buying into cryptocurrency. Um, Ether, uh, the smaller rival, also topped uh, $3,200 for the first time since 2022. So that, yeah, let's put this in perspective, right? The, the original sort of Bitcoin rally was uh, sort of $17,000, right? Up until uh, tw 2017, right? That's when, And then it dropped down to one or two or whatever again. Yeah. Then uh, in 2020, 2021, uh, it went up to about $70,000 as a peak. Uh, but kind of it was around 50 or 60 for a while, but it and people, like it went literally past 17 and then kept going, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And then it went back down to 16 and it's hovered on about 30-ish for about a year and a half. And now it's just on a tear, right? Slowly, quietly, no one talking about it. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, we, we um, I was chatting to a lady who works for a consultancy firm in the UK yesterday and she's her role at the moment is in Cardano, one of the... Uh, cryptos and they're relaunching to be really about uh, de uh, decentralized. So Cardano are the ex Ethereum guys and they're really going after decentralized. In the UAE, we've got exchanges, we've got 2000 Binance employees in the UAE. There's a big conference coming up in a, in a few weeks in Dubai. Uh, so you've got Binance and obviously FTX. There was photos last year 
week of Sam Bankman-Fried in jail. Uh, the first mugshot, the first photos of him uh, in jail, and uh, you know, FTX. There's still a lot of um, uh, uh, what would you call it tokens held up there yep. that the regulators in the U.S. the bankruptcy people uh, are now trying to get people their money back, me included, and their tokens <laughs> back uh, out of FTX. Yeah, uh, and you know, so basically, like the people. You know, the, the the innovation is still happening in the blockchain. It's not going away, uh, but it's just, you know, people are building and building quietly, I think. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it's quite exciting. I mean, would I ever invest, would I ever have, or do I regret not investing in cryptocurrency? Probably not. It's just so volatile. It's really hard to predict, isn't it? And you, you don't really know you know, how the market is moving. I don't know. Just it, like normal stocks. Like, look, like... It's I, true, I, but yeah. stocks are still a risk as well, right? A they lot are. of people... Yeah, equity and trading is a risk. I think, uh, you know, funny you say, would you ever invest in it? That was the... Any regret, Trevor Noah, she asked him on the stage the other night, and he yeah. was like, I didn't invest in crypto, <laughs> Bitcoin. Oh, okay. oh I didn't he, he finally crypto. said something useful, did he? Well, he just said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, why is he, he even They gave here him cake irrelevant. on the stage. Uh, they gave him cake on the stage for his 40th birthday. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that was nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. But we've got a lot of people speaking on stage today. We've got uh, everyone from YouTube personalities, um, ambassadors, um, PWC. This is Qatar. Um, anyone in particular that you're looking forward to hearing from today? Or we we didn't have time to walk around yesterday, Richard. We were. You know, working a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Replit, um, uh, Amjad Masad uh, is on stage. Yeah, um, there's today a nice well. mix. Like there's a, this Halibut behind us. Their local competitor in Qatar is called Sunu S N. So noon in the middle of an S and a U. Sununu. Yeah. Sunun. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Ham Hamad Al Hajri. He's the founder and CEO. Uh, yeah, you've got a, a nice mix, right? Like. Um, you have Io Tometi from Black Lives Matter being interviewed nice, uh, nice. by Al Jazeera. You've got fun, uh, VC uh, funds uh, on stage. Yeah, it's a nice mix. And I think it's an opportunity for us to get to know uh, other companies that we wouldn't know, right? Absolutely. I think on that note, uh, we're going to leave you guys with um, the interview with Abdullah. Um, stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Abdullah uh, Abu Sheikh, uh, you've done so much. <laughs> you've got a holding company, uh, AstraTech, uh, and then you're the CEO of Bottom, you acquired Bottom, uh, and you co-founded uh, Rizik app as well. Welcome. Thank you. Great to have you on the Smashy Business uh, Show. What is the atmosphere at the Web Summit? It's all about tech, it's all about AI, and we just heard Queen Rania uh, give a very powerful powerful speech about Gaza. She dedicated the entire speech to that. What is the atmosphere here? Uh, it's my first time. I'm actually uh, pleasantly surprised. This very energetic, uh, very young uh, audience. Everybody is up to very cool things. Uh, actually, uh, yani, uh, one of the first times that I see such a diverse offering from most of the companies that are presenting and so on. And it's going beyond. I remember a few years back, most of the companies were pitching some app, sort of one or the other kind of, you know, sort of variations of the same thing. Uh, today, I'm, I'm looking at people looking at deep tech, uh, a lot of AI, a lot of very complicated, more sophisticated platforms. Uh, so it's very cool. 
Yeah, and you've done some pretty cool things yourself. I mean, Bottom was used for mainly calls and, and video calls, and now you're turning it into what you call an ultra app. Uh, you can do everything from send remittance, and then you did a deal with MasterCard. You had how many people? A hundred thousand people. MasterCard said they've never uh, had that that many requests before. W what did it allow them to do? It allowed them to get so, so a debit card. The concept uh, yeah. in initiation was that people need to connect financially as well as they do socially, right? And in places like the GCC, where it's an outgoing remittance hub of the world, you have a lot of people who are working in this part of the world, so they're able to provide uh, for their loved ones, their families, and, and so on elsewhere. Uh, and that process has been so mundane, it's been so old, it's such a brick and mortar process, where it's very difficult uh, for most people to go through. And this is something we thought we could really fix. Mm -hmm. And we bought a uh, we have people calling back their family uh, almost on hourly basis. And we thought, why can't I just text money back to my family the way I call them? They know how to use the platform, I know how to use the platform in such a simple way. And that was a bet that we took about a year and a half ago. Today, uh, we're the biggest uh, digital remittance player in terms of transaction volume and number of users. And then we started adding on top of that because we thought a lot of people also have issues with issuance. Uh, they need to spend, uh, they receive their salaries mostly in cash or what have you. And not everyone has access to banking and to a bank account and they're not able to get a card very quickly and so on. Today with, with Bottom, within 30 seconds you can have your card ready. On your phone you can start tapping it wherever you want and pay, which is a very powerful proposition for a lot of people. Uh, it's also cool because you can socially issue cards now. So. You have your daughter, your son, your, I don't know, uh, support, your help at home. You want to issue them wallets and cards. It takes seconds to do that. While conventionally with a bank, it would take you a very long time to do it. So it's very empowering for, for a lot of people uh, where we come to them and we say, uh, you know, you've worked very hard all month. You don't really have to go stand in line at, at an exchange shop uh, for hours and, you know, stand at an ATM for, you know, a yeah. few hours just to make back your, your, your salary uh, and that, that's, that's a big part of it. It's a very familiar scene, right? Seeing people outside the, yes. the remittance uh, you know, uh, companies and the ATMs and, and I think it's amazing that you've solved a, a real problem because a large portion of the region is unbanked but you never, we never really um, uh, you know, focused on and tackled that issue in the UAE and, and it does exist in the UAE. Um, but now with Bottom, I guess you're making people's lives much easier. Of course, look there, and you see a big part of this part of the world lives on services. Uh, the fact that we have such an elevated lifestyle in this part of the world is uh, due in whole, if not in a big part, to the massive infrastructure of service people Absolutely. that make go that make this uh, living sustainable. Uh, the, the issue was historically most financial technology companies or banks do not really address this category which is 80% of the population and will remain to be bigger than the served population yeah. for a long time. So so we, we, we took that challenge you know, head, head first and I think we've done a good job so far. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also think there is a lot of work to be done. What kind of work is there to be done and also how difficult was it for you to uh, introduce that? when it comes to regulation and 
you know, pushback from, did you get pushback from the banks? Of Was course, it, yeah. of course. Uh, uh, competition always push back, but we're very blessed to have regulators who are willing to work with disruption. You have you know, two kinds of regulators generally, some that are really scared of disruption and they just want to shut it down and close it up. But you have other regulators that understand disruption will come mm -hmm. and they just find a way to surf it. And we're very lucky in the UAE, we have a very understanding regulator. I think a lot of other places in the GCC, Saudi, Central Bank has been very you know, uh, uh, flexible uh, as of late. Um, and and that, that's, that's been fantastic. And I think it, that push from the regulators will continue to drive competition, which will continue to drive higher quality services for end users. You know what, I was just thinking of a problem that uh, I encountered here when I was leaving the Web Summit yesterday. I wanted to get an Uber and I couldn't get an Uber, so I wanted to get a, a Karua a taxi, but they only accept cash and I didn't have cash. Um, would Bottom ever solve this problem in Qatar and, and elsewhere? So uh, maybe Qatar uh, very soon, but we're already solving this problem in, in many places with our pay-by offerings, which are uh, we're digitizing SMEs and merchants in less than an hour. So if you're a taxi driver, so for, we've solved this problem for Abu Dhabi Taxi. So we have Amazing. more than yeah. more than 8,000 taxis that are powered by our technology. Historically, would only take cash. You can go in now and you pay with your card. A lot of wallet. people don't know that. Uh, if you go into any taxi in Abu Dhabi, you'll, you'll find our technology and you'll be able to uh, pay digitally however you want. That's amazing because it's not just in taxis that you can't pay cash. It's yeah. flower shops, oh, it's uh, supermarkets. Yes. and uh, uh, Now <laughs> we've even went into digitizing uh, social sports. You know, a lot of people, they okay. want to play socially, whether it's football or paddle or whatever it is, and that's usually a cash exchange. Yes. And nobody goes to a paddle court with a bunch of cash, you know. Right, right. You know, so now you can use bottom to uh, 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 finalize that transaction. Uh, so, uh, like I said, and like you've experienced yourself, you're a user and you have a set of problems that you deal with, and the banks haven't yet looked at it. Uh, simply because the banks are too big and too busy uh, for this part of the world. And yeah. you need companies like us that challenge the models and that come up with those simple solutions. Absolutely. Um, any plans for crypto to be incorporated into Bottom? Well, we, we, uh, we don't follow the, the, the hot thing. You know, I've, I've never built a business based on following whatever is hot or whatever is sexy that day. I know a lot of people like to do that, but I don't, I don't chase uh, after whatever is, is a trend. The minute we feel use, our users need crypto, we'll put crypto. Our users now need not to stand in line and need to pay a taxi. Nice. Uh, and yeah. need to, you know, uh, our users are mothers selling cookies and they need a payment gateway to be able to process that payment. And they shouldn't have to suffer and go to the bank and go through three to four weeks of paperwork Absolutely. to be able to do that. I want to solve those boring problems. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when my users ask for crypto, it will be good. Hey, I mean, I think it was Warren Buffett that said, you know, boring is where the money is or something like that. I, so. I, I paraphrase. <laughs> um, so you acquired Bottom. Uh, it was a U.S. company. It, uh, it, was, it was a U.S. company based in the based UAE. In the so they're, UAE. they're more functional in this part of the world. Yeah. But it's great to see, you know, acquisitions happen in the region. Um, are you looking to acquire more companies? We, we acquire uh, solutions, we don't acquire companies. Like if, if you're solving a problem and there is a solution to a problem that we are facing, we'd probably come and look at the business. 
uh, we don't just acquire for the sake of collecting businesses or growing a balance sheet. It's not, it's not our model. Yep. Uh, so we're always on the lookout for, you know, uh, driven companies, smart talent, people who've solved the real problem. Uh, to have that conversation. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, Arabic chat GPT. Um, I was a little birdie told me <laughs> that you're looking into launching that. Um, explain it to me a little bit. We've already launched it. It's in beta actually. And okay. People who've tried it love it. Nice. It's sort of your own personal, uh, you know, call it assistant in your bottom, right? In your contact list. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the only difference is that this is not an informational GPT, uh, this is an executional GPT, so it does things for you. It doesn't just give you information. Okay. Uh, if you go to bottom, there is a lot of services you can use. Now you can pay your bills, you can uh, renew your license, you can apply for a new license and so on. You can send money, receive money, make payments. We've put all of that on a GPT where now a user uh, has the ability to execute on a transaction so you'd be able to text, hey, bottom, renew my ID. And it would do the work. Uh, hey, bottom, pay my wow. bills, uh, wow. send my mother money, uh, how much did my mom spend this month, and, and so on. You'd be able to uh, really converse on an executional layer with it, which, which makes us excited about it. I mean, I hope husbands don't have, uh, you know, access to their wives' uh, bottom accounts uh, to ask how much their wives <laughs> <laughs> spend. That's a, that's a family affair. As long as you don't give them access, you're safe. <laughs> but, but I think it's needed. Uh, you know, I, I think simplifying the experience even further is, is a good thing. Definitely. Um, someone also told me that you said you should be worried about your jobs. Uh, AI is coming for you. <laughs> Someone paraphrased, but... but uh, Someone Sam is about Altman, to get into trouble. Huh? No, Sam <laughs> went out uh, a few days ago and mentioned that AI is going to make us 20 times more productive. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at an organization of 20 people and one person is going to be able to produce for all 20, what are the other 19 going to do? Right. That becomes a question. Uh, it puts uh, all of the existing skill sets to test. Do I really need a copywriter anymore? Do I really need someone to make slides anymore? Do I really need someone to answer the phone anymore? Someone to book appointments anymore? It puts, it challenges a lot of skill sets, which is very uh, familiar of any uh, technological advancement. We've seen this in the industrial revolution. We've seen this when the steam engine came about. Yeah. Uh, and it's just now we have just, there's a lot more people in the world and there's a lot more money. So it's just more exponential right. as a change. What's going to happen is, is, is there's going to be a chart. There's going to be a curve that comes out of AI. Some people are going to fall below the curve and those people are going to end up more in manual labor sort of positions. Mm -hmm. uh, and some people are going to upskill and end up masters of technology and they're going to use this technology to, to improve. So should you be worried for your job? It's not a question of your job. Your skill set might become obsolete because if your skill set today is taking appointments, a computer can take a million appointments at the same minute in a hundred different languages. It's very impossible to compete yeah. as a person. Mm -hmm. You're not going to speak this many languages. You're not going to be able to process the data as fast. And thus, should you be worried for your job? Maybe, maybe you're still going to have a job, but, but uh, a computer is going to be doing most of the work. So. There's always this invite uh, when, when, when technological advancement happens 
for people to relook their skill sets and figure out where do I need to position my effort. Absolutely, I completely agree with you. But then again, there's the other side that you know when uh, when Emerson BD launched, uh, I forgot what was was it Live the the name of the robot or I remember. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and and everyone was really annoyed with that. Uh, and you know, I, I get annoyed as a user. I know most of my friends get annoyed with not having that human touch. I feel like people are missing that. I do agree about developing your skills though to. To move with the time. So you you brought up Emirates MBD, not me, just for the record. <laughs> but Emirates MBD does a particularly yeah. good job at launching bad things. <laughs> you know? Whether it's ENBD, uh, what they call it, X application. Yeah. I I have not yet met a single person that that worked for. Right. Me included. When they launched this robot, the, the most annoying thing in the world. I remember people were on websites publishing, you know, uh, key bad hacks to get. Into the person instead of trying to talk. Exactly. <laughs> like press four zeros. Exactly. Or what it was have a you. disaster. Uh, but that wasn't AI. Right. That wasn't AI. That was a, a robot uh, mm. answering what we call a querying system. It's a it's a coded system where if you press X, it says Y. If you say this, it says that. Again, uh, if you want to go back in time and then look at the first printer, it would take a few days to print half a page. Right. But if somebody at that point in time said, oh, we don't need printers, uh, the internet only 10 years ago, you couldn't watch a video online. You couldn't stream a video. Netflix was impossible. A lot of those things didn't exist. But technology evolves. And yeah. it evolves rapidly, radically. Uh, and that's something you, you can't ignore. Uh, I mean, if there's one job that you would wish that would go away, what would it be? I don't wish for anybody's job to go away. I think everybody's job in awesome is awesome, and, and there is a lot of chivalry, and there is a lot of you know, there's you know, insane. I, I honestly hate it when, especially tech people, talk down on jobs and, and, and you know, entrepreneurs, and they come up with this pattern of everybody should quit a job. But no, I think there is, you know, jobs raise generations of brilliant people, and hardworking people really put in massive amounts of work into their jobs and you should never, nobody should have any right to diminish any of that. So I don't wish for anybody's job to go away, but there are certain tasks that technology would always be able to do better and especially redundancies. Printing was a human job at some point. Can't people forget that? Right. Scripting was a human labor. One of, of my friends' dads actually uh, used to do that and he lost his job. Yeah, when Could be a calligrapher, yeah. could be a scripter. They might still have work to do, but it doesn't pay what it, whatever it yeah, used to yeah. pay. Post is still a job. Delivering the mail is still a job. But you have an invite if you're a young person that has the opportunity to learn and the internet is giving you immense amounts of access to be able to learn. Uh, you should look at where you should you skill yourself. You can't train yourself to be a mailman today and then be, you know, angry about why it doesn't pay so well. Sure, sure. Uh, you can't train yourself to be a scripter or a calligrapher now and then, you know, be very upset about why it doesn't elevate you very well in the, in the tech world. And that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But do I wish for anybody's job to go away? Never. No, I, I hope everybody would have jobs and they have great jobs. I thought you were going to say the real estate broker that keeps calling me oh or, God, or the social media influencer <laughs> that has nothing to offer. Maybe, maybe not the job. <laughs> Maybe not the job, but the yeah. conduct. Mm -hmm. The conduct Absolutely. of, yeah. you know, maybe this is like a piece of <laughs> advice for me. I've, I've never, you know, I've, I've sold a lot of real estate, but I'm not a real estate agent. Yeah. 
if you call someone randomly, odds are more likely they're not going to buy a house on the fly. Yeah. You know, what a is, concept. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of thinking that happens before people buy a coffee, you know, which is $2.50. Yeah. You want them to commit to buy a million dirham property <laughs> over a phone call. Exactly. That's a very funny, I don't know whoever told people that that would work. But you got to admire the, you know, resistance. the courage. But, and, yeah, <laughs> if but you can call it that. But for real estate brokers, the good news is uh, AI can do a lot of work for you. Mm-hmm. And it can do really smart work mm-hmm. for you. It can, you know, answer calls and give data and answer queries and promote certain properties and give prices and close deals. And this is where you should be. This is where you should be focusing. And where you should be is at the Web Summit <laughs> in Qatar. Um, it's a pleasure. It was a pleasure speaking to you, Abdullah. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Bottom does next. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you.